Yes, I believe we're about to begin. This is the planet Earth. We're in a now that's parallel to our own. A time shift parallel to our own. A time shift parallel to our own. Time shift. What more closely resembles popular rhythmic music? You know, I've got stacks of old memories filed inside my head. Would you like to see some? Only a fool would ignore this. Well, good evening, everyone. My name is uh, Gareth Moses, and uh, this is More Than Human, broadcasting from unceded Musqueam territory here in Vancouver on CITR 101.9 FM. Uh, tonight I'm going to be playing you hot tracks from new releases by Belbury Polly, Second Woman, Death in Vegas. Uh, also we have a feature-length interview with Disaster Piece recorded at uh, Moogfest, uh, plus the usual gig guide and much more. Uh, like this, fresh from his East Hastings studio, this is Vancouver producer Elka and a track called Silver Beach on More Than Newman. Thank you. 
Sun is streaming uh, through the studio here at CITR. It's a beautiful evening in uh, Vancouver. Thank you very much for joining us here on More Than Human. Uh, it's lovely to be back. I've had the last two weeks uh, off the air, um, partly because of uh, attending Moogfest. I'll tell you all about that a little bit later on. Uh, but we just heard two brand new uh, tracks from brand new releases. Lone, uh, a.k.a. Matt Cutler. That's his sixth album. He feels like someone who's uh, still relatively new. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's had six out, and uh, the new one's called Levitate. Came out on Friday. You'll get it on RNS, and the track we played was Alpha Wheel. And uh, before then, from Elka, uh, a brand new record called Chance. It's out on 1080p. Also came out on Friday. Uh, you can get the download over at the 1080p Bandcamp site, uh, or get the cassette in your uh, nearest record vendor. And that track uh, was Silver Beach. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Uh, well, let's just continue with these new releases. We've got a lot to play for you tonight, which is uh, absolutely great. Uh, Death in Vegas. We haven't heard from them in a long time. And uh, this is also LP number six, but they've had a much longer career than alone. Uh, Transmission is the name of the album. It's a triple LP. And I've picked this one for you. This is called Mind Control. Thank you. 
It's time to get outside and play with your friends. Take a copy of Discorder magazine with you. In the May issue, we talk to MOSFET, Corn Shed, Horsepower, So Loki, and Glad Rags. We also feature Hits and Misses Record Shop, and Brenda Gurnow writes an article exploring the shortfalls of Vancouver nightlife. With album reviews of Coben, Ace Martins, and Operators, and live show reviews of Young Lean and Courtney Barnett, you won't want to miss this one. Pick up a copy at your favorite local record store, cafe, or retailer, or visit discorder.ca for more content. slightly obsessed with that track at the moment it makes me very happy um it kind of starts off like some kind of glam rock uh, pagan sacrifice uh, tune and ends up like the theme tune to uh, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy or something like that anyway uh belbury polly they're back with a brand new album called news new ways out and uh, i thought perversely i'd play you the last track on the album playground gateway just because of all those fantastic voices in there. It's a very trippy album. It's good. Uh, we're going to play another track from it a little uh, later on. We'll probably end the show with that. That came out on the 27th of May as well on Friday. So we're, we're four for four so far, because before then we played uh, Mind Control. Um, Death in Vegas, their new album, Transmission. That's on the drone label. Uh, yeah, Richard Fearless is back. He's got a lyricist, new lyricist and a singer working with him called Sasha Gray. And uh, it's a really great uh, record, very uh, dense, and uh, it's quite long, uh, but uh, all the better for it to get lost in. The first track, I think, is like 18 minutes long on the album. Anyway. Uh, so, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, was at Moogfest recently, uh, came back armed with a few interviews, one we're going to play tonight uh, with Disaster Piece. Uh, but before we do that, I... Uh, I wanted to um, let you know that More Than Human, obviously, we're a radio show, but also a record label, as I'm sure I've bored you to death uh, a lot with uh, with previous releases. But uh, we uh, got a new album coming out on the 10th of June by a brand new uh, London-based uh, duo uh, called BT Cobell. And uh, I wanted to play something for you uh, from their LP Treatment Works because uh, it's a fantastic album. I mean, I know I'm likely to say that as the uh, as the label putting it out, but I really think their brand of... Uh, it was called, in fact, it was called a kind of psychedelic, uh, psychedelia, which it hadn't occurred to me before, that it has got a little bit of a trippy element to it. Uh, but it's a cracking album. It's got a beautiful uh, sleeve, and uh, it's going to be in the shops in a couple of weeks. You can pre-order it now on our website. But uh, to give you a taste, we'll play this very fine track called Catford Dogs. It's got a lovely beginning with lots of ambient sounds of the streets.
join Balloon Club, we guarantee that you will be able to make a balloon poodle within the first day. Here at the UBC Ant Club, we just like to talk about ants and compare ant farms. Uh, it's really cool. Paperclip Club is all about, well, paperclips mostly. At Blah Club, you can blah blah, blah 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 blah. Explosions. There's only one club worth joining at UBC, and that's CITR 101.9 FM. We got free tickets to shows, whirly pops, professional help in all types of audio engineering, passes to festivals, crazy parties, live band swag, all types of crazy people. Our programming manager rides a motorcycle. There's freestyle rapping, Nardwar, the human serviette, the vinyl and record libraries, Discorder magazine, free studio recording, and it sure beats the hell out of Paperclip Club, which is a thing that I just made up because I work at CITR. So come check us out on the floor of the Student Union Building. We got all types of crazy shit for you to do. Or check us out online at www.citr.ca. So uh, you're listening to More Than Human coming to you uh, from Moogfest in Durham, North Carolina. I'm very happy to be joined by Rich Vreeland, a.k.a. Uh, Disasterpiece. Hi, Rich. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, what brings you to Moogfest? Uh, well, I was invited to do a Q&A panel after a screening of It Follows tomorrow. Um, I think they wanted me to come out and do a show. Right. But uh, my schedule is kind of busy, and so I couldn't figure out how to make that work because you I, I i mean not that it, it matters uh, but you uh, you have done live performances of the score to the to the film i haven't i've done a lot of live performance in the past right, but okay. i haven't i haven't had a chance to do a live score right just that was the rumor that came out that, that you were doing that here so we were like, yeah we were people just first, assumed yeah. basically right. <laughs> right 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 <laughs> so uh talking about it follows can you just give us a little background about how that project came about and uh yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I've been doing uh, video game soundtracks for a long time, and I worked on this game called Fez that came out in 2012, and David Robert Mitchell, the director of It Follows, he saw that film. I mean, he played that game, <laughs> and uh, really liked the soundtrack, and so he reached out to me and was interested in collaborating, and so we kept in touch over a few years, and um, yeah, that's how we kind of got connected. So, for any, I mean, we played a lot of the soundtrack on the show, and um, and I'm a, a great fan. It's incredibly accomplished. So, ha- but it's your f- it was your first film. So first feature, first feature. Yeah. W- daunted by that at all? Were you, or was it just something that you'd be, you've been doing enough of it with the video games that it felt really, like a natural yeah. progression? I had done or? some short films, and I had done a lot of linear media, just cutscenes and various types types of situations for games over the years. Um, so I mean, it was a very new experience for right. sure. But it wasn't like I was coming into it completely blind. Right. Um, we also had a really sh- quick turnaround. Right. Three That's weeks. What I was going to ask you was how long was, did you have to do yeah, it? Yeah, three weeks to get it into Cannes Film Festival and F- from comp- from composing and recording or yeah, from scratch. Oh my lord. Yeah. So I mean, synth, sc- <laughs> a synth score was that wasn't really my first choice actually to, of what to do, but it was pretty much the only thing I could do in such a short time frame. Right. What were you? What was the? What were you thinking of doing then if you was, had longer time? Yeah, I was thinking more like a hybrid score synths and, and more acoustic sounds right um i was thinking guitars maybe some string stuff but you know it just it didn't work because of the timing right um, right how did that compare with um with the video game scores that you've done i was thinking that i've just been listening to the uh, hyperlight drifter yeah which is fantastic thank you um what's the difference between doing scores for one medium versus the other yeah a lot, a lot of times working on a game can be really uh, uh intellectually challenging and kind of painstaking 
Uh, the, the, the projects tend to take years to make, um, so there's a lot of time to experiment, and there's usually a lot of technical challenges with the way that music is implemented into the game, right. thinking about music non-linearly, yeah. which can be really challenging, but fun. Whereas the film, especially this, it was such a whirlwind because I just kind of got thrown into it right. and uh, had three weeks. I kind of knew what the film looked like, and I, I just had to write music to that. Um, fortunately, we, we, had a, we had reference material. We had a temp score. So I had a, had a oh, so tell me that's yeah. in, that's intriguing to me. If you do you use a temp score, was that the director's choice? Of like, was he using cues from yeah, The Shining or whatever? Or uh, not The Shining, but there was actually music of mine in a temp score oh, from okay. from Fez. Well, that yeah, well, that's at least yeah. I mean, it was actually I, I would have preferred that there wasn't. It was easier to write music that was inspired by other people than it was oh, to write music okay. inspired right, by myself. Right. Do you because I always remember that story. I think it's Kubrick on one of his films getting used, loving the temp score. Yeah, uh, 2001. Kind of, right, it's yeah. become like that myth that you, temp you have too much temp score for too much of the editing. People, you know, yeah. directors go, well, let's just, you know, let's. Yeah, it's that. dangerous. I mean, there's, there are certainly pros and cons to it. The pros were that we only had three three weeks, right? And and they created a really solid temp score, I thought. And so I had a pretty good, I had a pretty good structure about. You know, these are the kind of these are the kind of tones that we're trying to accomplish, the the, the kind of emotion that we're trying to carry, dynamics, etc. So, it was a good starting place to like take all those ideas and kind of distill them down into new ideas. Right. Um, so that was the that was the pro. The con side w- for me was working to my own, like working, uh, using my own music as reference material, because right. I had to try to like outdo what I had <laughs> right. something that I had already done. And he was like, well, I, you know. I, I this is good, but I, I still like your old track better. Right. So that was like really challenging. Um, Again, within that three week. Uh, yeah, and just that's a, and just personally because I'm always like I want to do new stuff and I want to move sure. forward and, and challenge myself. So, you know, there was like maybe one cue in the film where uh, it was really close to the, a track from Fez, and I, I wanted it to be more unique. But uh, just because of time, and so it's kind of like a version of the track from Fez, like kind of, of, yeah, right. right it's right, one track. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so with the video game composition, structurally, because obviously with video games you're going down avenues and then coming back up them. Do you, how do you map that all out as a composer, as opposed um, to the, as you said, the, the linear version of, of scoring for a film? Yeah, I mean, there's there's usually some combination of like pre-planning and you know taking notes and diagrams and that right. sort of thing spreadsheets and then just just uh, kind of in, intuitively tr- you know whoa maybe this would work and just trying stuff right. and but then some of it is also you know uh, figuring out okay what are our technical limitations like what what do we have the resources to make right um, in that and that has to do with the technology we're using like what programming environment we're using um, how much time do we have um, you know how complex is would the system be to implement? So you know, is it something that I can implement, or is it something that we're going to need help from another program? Right, so right. all those things come into play, um, which s- seems very a separate side of the brain than composition yeah. and being yeah. an artist. Which is part of why I really like it. I right. mean, I, I get to so do a challenge on that very film. different projects from right. like a film score. Right. right. Um, I get to do like audio coding and stuff, which I really enjoy. Right. right. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, what's your relationship now that you're at? Moogfest, do you have a relationship with Moog synthesizers? Is that uh, the? Have you used them? Is it not really? Your, right, right. Okay. I mean, I've always been a software guy. Right. Um, I like hardware and I like messing with it, but um, I, I've never been able to convince myself that it would make sense for me to go in that direction. So you weren't a hardware synth person from a young age or anything like that. No, you never. meet a lot of people here that are obviously yeah. obsessed with. Yeah, I feel a little bit out, out of my element here, but. Um, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've had synthesizers from time to time, but never was like, oh, I, have, I need to amass a collection. And right. I think the ra- you know the the part, like the things that make hardware synths really fun, like like routing and stuff like that, are also the things that to me make it less uh, accessible and less versatile. Right. Um, and I'm because, because I'm that kind of daunting or, or and or just because you know. You, you set patches and then they're kind of they, where they are and the only way you can kind of get out of that is to naturally you know to right pull the <laughs> pull, pull the mower yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think just coming from a place of being used to doing commissions and working on deadlines and stuff right I've been really you know always wanting to to figure out like 
the most efficient workflow and that sort of thing. Right. So um, I also wanted to ask you, it's a little unfair to throw this at you, but um, the soundtracks that have inspired you or that are your favorite kind of works from, from film. In general, or if yeah. it follows? No, for, uh, in terms of what insp- soundtracks that inspire you. Um, I think... Um, or composers, I mean. Yeah, well. yeah, I think, I think I've gotten into film music late. Okay. Um, I think growing up I was more interested in, in video game soundtracks. Right. Um, so that's, and I think that shows in my music. Um, but, you know, as I got older, I definitely got, got into Marconi right. and um, uh, more contemporary people like John Bryan and, um, uh, I don't know, I, yeah. I like Hans Zimmer. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know enough about video games in terms of, I, I, I like sound, the soundtracks from video games, yeah. but I don't play them. So I wondered whether there was a kind of... Uh, the famous composers of, of video games now. Oh I yeah, mean, for um, sure. I mean, there's like some of uh, like some of my favorites, like Koji Kondo, who did Super Mario, and right, Zelda. Right, right, yeah. Um, Which are now all that stuff's now being reissued on vinyl as, yeah, as it's official. Canon. It's, it's yeah, video it's game canon, canon yes. now, so it's just comes. It's, it's just in every yeah. game, pretty yeah, much. Like, right. oh, there's the theme again. Right, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that music had certain qualities that I kind of grasped, grabbed onto, like. Right. Um, the music is a little bit more ADD, mm-hmm. which I like. You know, it like it changes a lot, and you're working within limitations. Right. Um, and so my music kind of gravitated towards that. It, some of it actually has a quality that Carl Stalling had. Do you know Carl Stalling? No. He did all the Looney Tunes okay. compositions. So that's that idea. If you listen to it without the visuals, yeah, the athleticism. Well, it and it just you know for ten seconds it's piece of jazz and then it goes into like yeah. something else and it's, yeah. it's really <laughs> strange stuff um, do you perform live and are you doing any live dates coming up I have uh, like as I was saying I, I performed for about 8 years but right. I, um, I've kind of been on a break Right. Um, just, uh, my priorities have been a little bit different lately right. but uh, one day I'll get back to it and then it, uh, future score work, do, can, we, can we know any of uh, possible projects coming up yeah so I'm working with David Robert Mitchell on his next film project. And so. is, is that an, another horror film, or is it a different... It's not. It's not. It's not. What kind of genre are we in? Um, I don't know if I'm at liberty to discuss that, but right. it, 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 it has been announced. Uh, right. It's called Under the Silver Lake. Okay. And uh, I think um, Andrew Garfield is slated to, to star in it. So. And are you going to be given slightly longer to compose the yes. score? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I can confirm. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for talking to us today. We'll play some uh, tracks now from, uh, from the new Hyperlight Drifter uh, soundtrack. But uh, thanks very much to uh, Rich Reeling. Thank you very My much. My pleasure. This is a journey into sound. Hi, this is DJ Wah inviting you to join me every second Sunday at 8 p.m. here on 101.9 CITR for Techno Progressivo. Techno Progressivo is the only radio show in Vancouver where you'll hear the best mix of new tech house, techno, and progressive house. So join me every second Sunday at 8 p.m. for Techno Progressivo. And DJ Wire will be indeed here at 8 o'clock tonight for another edition of Techno Progressivo. So uh, do stay tuned to CITR 101.9 FM, the radio station that you are currently tuned to. Uh, My name is Gareth Moses and you're listening to More Than Human. Every Sunday we play the latest electronic releases, more in a left field vein, but uh, lots of interesting stuff for you. Um, I hope you enjoyed that interview that we just played that was recorded live at uh, Moogfest back in uh, back at uh, last weekend uh, with Rich uh, Vreeland, a.k.a. Disasterpiece, who's a very nice man. After that interview, he uh, attended a screening of It Follows 
uh, with a Q&A with Rich. But I'd asked him all the good questions already. So, you know, <laughs> anyway. Um, and before then, we played a track from the exclusive uh, new album Treatment Works coming out on June the 10th on More Than Human Records uh, by BT Cobell. Um, it's, it's such a great record. I hope you enjoyed that track. If you go to the SoundCloud page, there is also an exclusive mix uh, by the boys uh, of um, tracks that they like, some of the influences that maybe um, um, were to do with the uh, recording of the album. And uh, you can download that and keep it forever for free. Yes. Fantastic. Um, Dave Bruitt. Now, I'm sure that's not how you pronounce this artist's name, uh, but uh, he's a French artist. Uh, he's got a brand new album out called De Bruit and Istanbul. And uh, he's an electronic uh, composer, an artist, and he spent some time recently in Turkey and has come up with this fantastic record, which I discovered on Bandcamp, uh, with lots of uh, the flavors of uh, that country meshed in with uh, his own style. See what you think. I'm going to play a couple of tracks. We'll start with this one. This is called Dalga. But then, of course, I have to turn the volume up. Stand by. <laughs> Thank you. 
Very interesting stuff there from uh, De Bruit. Um, if anyone knows how I'm mispronouncing that, do let me know. D-E apostrophe going up to the right. B-R-U-I-T. Uh, brand new album uh, called Istanbul. And we played two tracks, Above the Bosphorus, which we just heard, and uh, Dalga. Um, and there's lots of Turkish uh, uh, musicians playing on the uh, album. And uh, you can go to the uh, Bandcamp site and uh, order up the vinyl. Uh, while there's still a few copies, as I did uh, yesterday. You'll find that on the ICI label. And like everything tonight, that came out on Friday. We're very up-to-date on uh, today's edition of More Than Human. Okay, I'm going to tell you about a couple of gigs coming up. Um, Don't have lots for you tonight, but I did want to tell you about a couple of things. Um, If you uh, live in Vancouver and uh, buy fantastic records such as the ones we play on More Than Human, then more than likely you've been to Dandelion Records on Main Street, run by a very uh, cool man called Jeff Knowlton. Uh, Well, he's now hosting a monthly, I believe a monthly, uh, DJ uh, evening at the Lido. Uh, You'll find that at 518 East Broadway uh, here in Vancouver. It's great. It's a lovely pub. And uh, I think it's going to be Jeff, uh, Darwin, and uh, Daniel, um, all of whom you know if you're into uh, DJ culture around here. And, uh, yeah, they'll be playing some, uh, I think they'll just do that wonderful thing where they play psychedelia and dub and strange electronic music and a really great uh, variety. So I'm going to see if I can pop down there for a pint. I might see you down there later. If you don't fancy that, tonight is the grand finale of the improvised experimental electronic sessions at uh, Selectors Records called Synced Sundays. It's been every Sunday since uh, April. Uh, the 17th and tonight is the mega set mashup so uh, it's organized by metal machine and uh, i think it's worth uh, going to check that out and one last one i'm going to try and get off work to see if i can do this because it's actually at the alex golden performance hall over in victoria so a bit of a ferry ride but well worth it i think laurel halo who was also at Moogfest, was very excellent. And uh, the amazing Lossil, who's got a brand new record coming out on Cranky in the fall, I believe. So uh, we'll be playing that on the show. They're playing, uh, as I said, uh, in Victoria on the 17th of June. So uh, I'm going to do my very best to get over there, and I hope you do too. Here's something new, also released on Friday. Uh, it's a new outfit made up of uh, Turk de Trik, uh, of Belong and uh, Joshua Eustace of uh, Telephone Tel Aviv. Uh, it's uh, got the rather unwieldy title of 400425CC2, and it's by Second Woman. Thank you. 
Fantastic uh, Robert T from his Spectrum album with a track called uh, Format Format Nine. Um, congratulations to him because he's uh, playing Mutek, uh, which is fantastic news. I hope he has a fantastic time. Uh, to Mutek, we've run out of time, unfortunately, here on More Than Human. Thank you very much for joining me this evening. Um, thanks, as always, to our executive producer Matthew Griffiths, who's swanning around England at the moment. Uh, I'll see you next week. I'm going to leave you with one last track from the new Belbury Polly album, New Ways Out. Uh, this is called The Green Scene. Uh, stay tuned to CITR because coming up next is Techno Progressivo. Mm-hmm.